Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the Man on the Post Sunday Weekend Review Show. Uh, my name's Chris and joining me this week, uh, again, it's Dave Black. How are you, Dave? I'm very well, thanks, Chris. Excellent. Thank you very much for joining me as usual. Uh, good weekend with no uh, Premier League football? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's amazing how much your mood isn't affected by when there's no match on. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a good two weeks, up, up until this week as well. So That's true, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, as as we mentioned, uh, there's been no Premier League football this weekend. So what we've decided to do it here at the uh, Man on the Post Sunday show is we've decided to bring Wayne Rooney in, uh, and he's going to host the show. Oh no, no, we're only joking. Um. So yeah, basically, we had the idea of what we're going to do is technically we're like a third of the way through the season now. So 12 games in at 38, almost a third in my maths. Um, so we decided what we'll do is we'll take a look at how the Premier League teams are performing so far. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through each team alphabetically rather than go through them in their league standings uh, and basically just chat about how we think how, how we think their season's going um, and maybe how we see it progressing later on down the line. So as we're going alphabetically, this isn't a fix, I swear... We get to start with my club, the mighty Arsenal. Uh, all, the, all the Bournemouth fans are currently kicking off. <laughs> yeah, we, we we have discussed whether we were going to go for the whole AFC Bournemouth thing. Weirdly, when I was writing my notes, I actually I'm so used to um, like Villa and stuff. I, I after I wrote down Arsenal, I, I automatically started to write Aston Villa. <laughs> uh, but they haven't been in the Premier League for a while now. But I'm the Arsenal fan here, so but I'm going to let Dave start this off because. He might be slightly less biased. biased. Oh, can't get my words out. So, Arsenal are currently fifth uh, in the league. How do you think they've done so far? Well, I've given yourselves a B plus, um, and it's only because you are fifth. Had you been in the top four, I would have said that was mission accomplished. Um, so, because you're just outside, I've gone with the B plus. But let's be fair, other than those first couple of games against very, very good teams, uh, Arsenal have been very, very good, except for couple of draws the last few weeks which have probably spoiled that a little bit mm-hmm. um, but you've got to say the signs are very positive um, it, it, I thought Arsenal were quite difficult to judge because things went very stale under Wenger for probably f- maybe yeah, well, you, you'll know about them maybe five or six years where things hadn't really progressed at all so it's been a season of much change so far but you've got to like what you've seen I would, I would have thought yeah pretty much so yeah I came to around a B plus Almost hindered on a on a, on a, an A minus um, until I realised that we'd drawn our last three games, um, and yeah, you can't forget the the, the opening two games where uh, opening game against Man City, uh, which we lost ten uh, ten nil two nil, yeah ten nil. Which we 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 were we weren't great in the first game, but there was there were signs. 
Uh, and then we lost three two to Chelsea in the second game, and, and there were definite signs that things were improving there. And then yeah, since then we've ten, ten league games unbeaten. Uh, I think it's fourteen games in total. Yeah, sounds about right. Let's go with that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but yeah, drawing our last our last three games kind of took it down a little bit. There's, there's uh, it, uh, our main um, notable result has been the five one win at Fulham, where everything just clicked in the second half. Although, as we'll get onto later, that's not really a great result when you look at Fulham. Um, <laughs> but yeah, everything clicked. Um, does I think Emery is still tinkering with his first eleven. Uh, and and the, and the way he wants the team to set up sometimes. Yeah, I mean, there's there's been a few a few games where you've had to turn it on in the second half, but you haven't been great for 45 minutes. Basically every um, game this season. Basically every game, yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's some games where Lacazette and Aubameyang haven't necessarily started together, but they finished well together. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether that's a conundrum that can be solved or not, I don't, I don't really know. Um, but it's got to find a way to, you know, for those two to play together every week. I don't know whether just because of injury and things that they haven't, but uh, they haven't started as many games together as you'd think. Yeah, so that's the thing. Bamarang has kind of dropped in and out of the side. I think it's quite hard to drop Lacazette at the moment because he's, oh, yeah. he, he's doing really well. He, he's, his form last season when he played was really good as well, but he was the one dropping in and out of the side last season. Uh, but I like that Emery is willing to drop players, whereas Wenger wasn't. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to what we were saying last week, where um, the, the respect Emery has for the Europa League actually works in his, in his favour in many ways, really. But fit to him, you know, playing Aubameyang in the Europa League and not in the Premier League isn't necessarily dropping him. It's, it's just another priority, and it's just, you know, being able to play certain players in certain games is it's just part and parcel of the modern game, isn't it? Yeah. So, so uh, where do you see Arsenal finishing? Do you reckon? Um, at the moment, it's going to be a toss between them and Spurs for fourth, which I know is like the worst case scenario for yourself. Oh, the calls for disconnecting, Dave. I'm not sure what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been more impressed with the way Arsenal have played than Spurs, but Spurs have had this sort of resiliency which uh, Arsenal haven't always had. So. Mm. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting. A lot may p- depend on how Tottenham's Europe, uh, European commitments pan out. If you both end up in the Europa League, that makes it a very even playing field for the remainder of the season. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I say I'm I'm hoping for some investment in January. There's, 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 we've been linked with quite a lot of players. Um, I think I think we could make a real impact. I I don't just winning the league this season. Uh, I think we've got a good crack at the Europa League, depending on which uh, Champions League teams drop into it. Because uh, we always seem to get stung by that whenever we've played in that in the competition in the past and and now, um, but yeah, um, there's, it looks like Emery's going to shift a few players out in January potentially. Um, I'd be kind of glad to see Aaron Ramsey go. Uh, don't get I rate him as a player, but I think a lot of Arsenal fans got quite frustrated with Wenger's insistence of shoehorning him into the team in the last couple of seasons and. He's constant, and Emery is using him from the bench a lot. But he's all. It's, it seems to be while he's not starting him, he's always bringing him on. And I don't think he's a he's an impact player at all. Ramsey can sometimes take some time to build into a game. So seeing him leave and maybe you know bringing someone else through could be quite interesting. But yeah, it's a good season so far. Uh, a new dawn, and it hasn't gone as badly as the uh, David Moyes area did for Man United. <laughs> 
No, it would have been uh, a turn-up leg to get anything worse than that. So. Yeah. To be fair, it was kind of what I was expecting. I was expecting things to go quite badly. Cause, but then I think about towards the end of last season, it became quite obvious that the players were looking for a kick up the arse. Yeah. As well, so that was kind of good. Uh, so, yeah, we'll go on to Bournemouth then. <coughs> um, uh, the smallest team in the Premier League, it could be argued, with... Um, I never realised exactly how small their stadium was until I was looking at things today. Because there's talk of them moving to a new stadium, but like they hold less than twelve thousand in a Premier League stadium. It's mad, isn't it? But I, I think that helps them, though. To be honest, like I don't think there's many teams relish going there. It's yeah. a bit like a bit like Fratton Park back in the, you know, in Portsmouth before they were you know ravaged financially. Mm-hmm. No, no one relished going to Fratton Park. It was quite a small, closed-in stadium, um, and they made it difficult for teams. Mm. It, um, well, sorry, Dave, go on. I was going to say, what, what have you given Bournemouth on your own? So, Bournemouth are a funny team. So, compared to last season, it's, it's a straight A. Because this time last season, they were in a lot of trouble. Uh, I think they were just starting to come out of it this time last season. I kind of ummed between like an A and, an a, and a, like a, a B and a C. I, I couldn't quite nail them down because they are very up and down. So, like, they've, they've beaten West Ham, who would on the upturn now they they thrashed Watford but then they got battered 4-0 by Burnley so <laughs> I, I can't settle on a score for them I've gone balls up the bath on this one just giving them an A because they're sixth and if the season finished tomorrow they'd be over the moon um, they have had a decent run of games admittedly they haven't mm-hmm. played that many of the top teams but still to be sixth you can only beat what's in front of you Um there's always, you know, last season we had Burnley who came and finished seventh and, you know, they were in and around the top six all season. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like Bournemouth best place to do that this year. It's going to be them or Watford, but Watford are even more been down than Bournemouth are. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've got a lot of time for Bournemouth. I like the way they play. Um, I know you can't really call them little old Bournemouth. Stadium aside, they have spent quite a lot of money, which I think sometimes goes unnoticed. Mm-hmm. When you think like Ake costs something like 25 million. Yeah. Um, you know they're, they're not maybe the tiny story people make them up to be but they generally do things the right way they play decent football mm-hmm. got a lot of young players have come through that, that Brooks they signed he looks a real talent um, so yeah I think this is possibly as good as it might ever get for Bournemouth yeah that, that's the thing you, you don't see them ever getting any higher at the moment do you um, I don't think they'll finish six but I, th- I don't think they'll be too far off it no uh, I'd I'd be surprised if they finished above Man United. Uh, and I know they're only ahead of Man United because of the start they had. Um, they've kind of started to pull it round now. Um, and over the course of the season, you'd expect them to pick up more points than than Watford over the uh, than Bournemouth over the last twenty six games, whatever's left. So, you know, top eight would be great for them. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. I was going to say, yeah, I say, uh, you mentioned they've got like, the youngsters. I say David Brooks coming from Sheffield United, uh, done fantastic. Absolutely. I think we've mentioned him every week in a positive yeah. way. Um, uh, Callum Wilson, um, you know, is their leading scorer with seven goals in all competitions, scored on his England debut in the uh, Wayne Rooney uh, extravaganza. <laughs> can they keep hold of Wilson if the, a big club comes knocking? Because they're going to be looking at him now, I imagine. Uh, yeah, I don't think they need to sell, really, unless he really wants to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, why would he want to go? He's already, obviously, in, in England recognition now. Um, the problem he's got is that Harry Kane plays in his position. So, other than 
he, he's never going to go anywhere to get regular international football because mm-hmm. he's not going to oust Harry Kane. Um, he's probably not going to get a Champions League club, let's be fair. Mm-hmm. I don't think the top five or six teams are in need of a striker particularly. Uh, and certainly if he went there, he probably wouldn't play. Yeah. So really, unless the likes of an Everton come in from, which you know wouldn't be out of the question, but is it really that much? Is it really worth uprooting your your career to go to almost a sideways step? That's it. I say there's been talk of Chelsea coming in because uh, obviously they've had striker issues, um, but again he he's had two serious injuries in the last two seasons. You know, does he feel like he's got something to prove at Brighton? Uh, does he want to stick with them because they've supported him? Um, you know, and and yeah, and and he's doing well. He's broken to the England team, as you say. Does he feel like he needs to move? Do, you know, it would be a risk. Um, I think Bournemouth could survive without him. They've got Josh King, who's who's doing pretty well. Um, but they've got a lot of young players. They've signed a lot of young players, and unfortunately, um, a lot of them haven't haven't worked out straight away. Or, or like like Brooks has come in and, and done brilliantly, but they've got like the likes of Jordan Ibe, who they've bought in hasn't hasn't really set the world alight. Aki hasn't had a great time, uh, even though uh, apparently he's like a forty million target for. For like Man City, strangely, <laughs> I, I really rate Nathan Ake. Um, I obviously don't see Bournemouth every week, so it may well be he hasn't played that well. But he's um, he's got the the old ball playing defender malarkey, which everyone seems to love these days, especially mm-hmm. the top clubs. So, um, and I say, I'm sure he cost something like twenty five mil when yeah, they bought. Yeah, they bought twice, about twenty five yeah. mil. Yeah. So you know, there's obviously something about him. Um, I'm sure the people who see him every week will. Uh, will tell us otherwise but uh, I, I really like him uh, mm-hmm. I can see him going to a, one of those t- clubs you just mentioned there but m- maybe not just yet yeah I say so yeah but I say Bournemouth currently 6 yeah I, I reckon they won't be I say I think they'll 7th 8th maybe uh, they'll definitely be t- top 10 yeah I think that's probably fair alright so on to Brighton um, currently 12th in the table which I was kind of surprised at when I looked at the table Um Glenn Murray, leading scorer, six goals. Um, highest lead, um, uh, in the Premier League, he's the highest scoring Englishman, I think, currently. Well, he was a, a couple of weeks ago. Um, notable results, they've beaten Manchester United, although that's not really much to brag about at the moment. Uh, <laughs> they got a great 1-0 win against uh, a dominant Wolves side the other week. Um, but looking at their results, they've had a lot of 1-0s, but not just 1-0 wins. They've... it's. You go to a Brighton game, there's a good chance you're going to see a 1-0 to either team. Um, I've, I've put them down as a C just because I think 12th is a great position for where they are at the moment. But, I don't know, there's just something about them. The the, 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 the football that I've seen, it's not great. And I, don't, hmm. I, I can see them like coming a cropper at some point. Yeah, I've gone C plus. Um, so we're not a million miles away with our opinions on this, but I kind of I see exactly where you're coming from with Brighton. We've thought about it before, where every goal they score is either some sort of set piece scramble or it's a Glen Murray tap in, you know, which is nothing wrong with. But there's gonna be, they're gonna reach a point where like what is next for Brighton? Mm-hmm. Uh, to twelfth, you know, absolutely fantastic. They'll be delighted with that. Um, but I think to go any higher, they're going to have to rip it all up and basically buy an entire new team. Yeah. Um, they're, they're getting, they've made a team that's better than some of its parts. I think it's probably fair to say if you take out any of the, the main cogs on that team, they'll probably struggle. Um, like either the centre-halves, if they had a prolonged period on the sideline, I'd be interested to see how they get on. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the keeper's been brilliant for them, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Uh, he seems like every week he makes at least 10 saves. Um, but they're just, as you say, they're, they're a one nil team, one way or the other. Obviously, not every single week, but for the majority, they're either hanging on to a one nil win or, uh, you know, they narrowly lose. But it's, uh, it's they're doing well with what they've got. It's their second season in the Premier League. If they can stay up, you know, what next? What, what do they do from here? Definitely, that's like twelfth. I I don't see them staying in twelfth. They're they're quite consistent with their lineups. I don't think they've got a big squad. It's weird because they've got like a, they've got some very creative players. They've got like Iskid. I can't pronounce it. Iskidero, yeah, who looks quite lively. Um, Oh, they've got there's there's a a young lad who I've seen who who looks quite lively. But then they don't play that type of football. You know, we've mentioned on on the podcast in in recent weeks. Duncan Duffy, uh, the focal point of like their set pieces and stuff, are saying Glenn Murray picks up the pieces basically. Um, I don't see them going down, no. only because a lot of other teams at the moment are doing much much worse. But yeah, I I, I see them finish bottom half of the table. Their home form is generally quite reliable. Mm-hmm. Um, over the course of a season, it'll be enough to keep them up. I would think. Um, Say they they beat us at St James's a few weeks ago, but they they came for nil nil and happened to win via a deflection, and you know that's just the type of team they are. They're, they're, they're gritty. Um, there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, I just think twelfth is very much their ceiling, and I'll be surprised if they finish above that. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on then, uh, Burnley uh, first season in Europe for them, I think is it, or did they have they qualified before? I can't no, remember. this was their first one, I think. Yeah, currently fifteenth. They went out of Europe pretty early. Uh, notable results is they uh, they beat Cardiff and they beat Bournemouth, who would say we've already discussed are doing quite well. They beat Bournemouth convincingly 4-0, um, but they've also conceded 25 goals. Uh, only Fulham have actually conceded more than them. Um, and they seem to have all of England's third-choice goalkeepers. <laughs> um, not a great season for them. No, I've gone with it. D minus for Burnley. Yeah, um, pretty much exactly the same here. I think it's probably a bit harsh because last season they were they were well above expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the squad and the team really isn't that good, um, but it still finished seventh. So therefore, you think well, it must be you know quite good, but it's it's very it's very uninspiring, um, and uh, their success was built on a, a solid base. Uh, and as you just said there, their solid base seems to have uh, disappeared somewhat. So mm-hmm. without that organisation, they've been atrocious. Um, the one thing in their favour, I guess you'd say, is that they got a nil-nil in the last game, which kind of stops the the rot from a defensive point of view. Uh, and that'll be something Dyche will build on, but they've got to be very, very disappointed. Not only because um, they missed out on making the group stages of Europe, having you know, gone through the whole slog of last season plus the... 800 qualifying rounds to lose at the, the final the final hurdle. Yeah, uh, it's not a good not a good position for them. I say you expect them to be doing better because of like last season. They they, they say they did really well last season, uh, and they are the, uh, the I suppose the template for clubs coming up from the championship because they stuck with their squad. They stuck with the majority of championship players. They've recruited from the championship as well. Um, yeah, and done really well. They've lost players. Uh, like Michael Keane did brilliantly for them when they first come up. Uh, and they lost him and they've still 
survived. Uh, but they've then um, gone out and spent, like they bought in Ben Gibson from Middlesbrough, uh, who again were in the Championship at the time. But yeah, it just doesn't. It just doesn't. It's not even second season syndrome because they've been up a couple of seasons now. Mm. It, it just doesn't seem to be going right for them. Um, but they'll have that stability because I don't see them sacking Sean Dyche. That would be madness. Yeah. Uh, and I don't see them being relegated. In all fairness. No, I think if push came to shove, they would batten down the hatches and, uh, for want of a better phrase, Allardyce, they were out of it. They would, you know, they would they would, they would go solid and just try and nick goals from set pieces, and it would probably be enough. Um, I know it was a few weeks ago, but I just wonder how much of it's down to Nick Pope being injured. Uh, I don't think Joe Hart's done particularly bad for them, but Pope was fantastic last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and he, they do seem to, seem to have missed him. Is he fit yet, Pope? Because I know there was talk about it. I think I read the other day he was looking at December for a return. Mm. Um, but between him and Tom Heaton, I lose track of who's who's in yeah. who isn't. But, uh, but to go from what the, the highs of last season to be to be fifteenth and conceding a lot of goals. I mean, Tarkovsky's played for England now, mm-hmm. um, so he's you know he's obviously not a bad defender. Uh, I always thought Ben May was a better of the two, and he hasn't yet played for England. But I mean, that's yeah. by the by, really. But uh, the, they have had a few injuries as well. When you think Robbie Brady's been missing for the best part of a season now, mm-hmm. I know he's just about back to back to playing again. Um, and Defoe in midfield, probably in you know, reputational wise, their best midfielder, and he seems to be injured every other week. So. Yeah. It's uh, it has been difficult for them, but it should not be fifteenth really. Yeah, that's it. I say I think a few, a few signings could could really make a big difference. So I think they need yeah a bit of you know a bit more experience in midfield perhaps, um, and yeah a striker because uh, you know Vokes isn't going to get you like twenty goals a season. He's all right, you know, to come on as a sub and you know muscle a defence around a bit. It's weird because like Ashley Barnes went from being linked with Chelsea last January for a ludicrous amount of money. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is this, Tana- like, is this <coughs> Austria international, Ashley Barnes? That's him, yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's gone from that to... Uh, has he scored this season? He probably uh, has. Uh, at least one, I, one or two. I think they had him down for two goals, but I, I, it, that's in all competitions. So. It's not enough, is it, when yeah. you think they've got, they've got him, um, Vokes, Chris Wood, and for some reason they signed Vidro as well. Um, no, they're just None of those players are... Ruthless goal scorers yeah. at Premier League level. That's the thing. If, if you're a Championship club, they're, they're like a a, a a top top a, well, say a top ten Championship club, you're gonna they're the strikers you're gonna be looking at, it, like on Football Manager and stuff like that. But not if you not if you want to be top ten Premier League. No. Uh, moving on then to talking of Championship sides, uh, the mighty Cardiff, who are currently 18th, surprisingly. Um, if I was writing done just on their manager alone, it'd be enough. <laughs> um, yeah, eighteenth. I've put. I've got them down as a D because they've had. They've looked all right at times. To be fair, um, notable results. They lost three two to Arsenal and actually gave us a bit of a scare. And a theme is developing here. They they smashed Fulham four <laughs> two. Um, um, but yeah, they they. Sh- they don't look like a team who should get points, but they are clawing some away. I don't see them staying up, though, to be fair. No, I, I've given them a C, um, purely because they aren't rooted to the bottom of the table, which mm-hmm. is where I think everyone would expect them to be at yeah. this point. Um, I, I don't like Neil Warnock, but I kind of respect how he's approached the season and that he knows that red-hot favourites to be relegated. And he's just gone, you know what, we're just going to go out and we're going to 
we're going to play our own game, and if we win, great, and if we don't, then no one expects anything from us. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's probably the right way to do it. Like they could, they could go the other route and try and you know bore their way to forty points, like so many teams try. Mm-hmm. But realistically, they would end up like a derby kind of situation where they don't get many points. Yeah. Um, sorry, go on. I say I think I, I think they're they're very much like West Brom used to be. I think they're happy to be there for the money, <laughs> and then use that to build. Because West Brom had that thing where they went up and down, up and down. And yeah. The money you get from that is is ridiculous. Like you, you, your parachute payments, you know, your TV money for a season, the Premier League is going to set you up for years. And I think they. They, if they're sensible, they, you know, going down might what wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, and they could build from that. You know, you see plenty of clubs that go into the championship, uh, but can still carry off that the fact they're an ex Premier League club to attract some players in and, and potentially get back. Well, they haven't spent loads either, have they? I know they signed Murphy from Norwich oh. and uh, a couple of like loans like Arda and Camarasa and that kind of thing, um, but. They're probably doing it quite the right way from from a monetary point of view. Um, if you look at Fulham, who came up, spent a hundred mil on the bottom of the table. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the other side of the coin. So, if Fulham were to go down, I mean, yes, they've got a billionaire owner, but what would happen there? I mean, probably a lot of those players are going to leave. They have to start again with a new team, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. But with Cardiff, you can see most of the squad sticking around. I would have thought. Yeah, yeah. Uh, aside they. They get they get an extra mark just for Callum Patterson having the <laughs> bravery to sport that moustache. And did he play in defence for Scotland yesterday? Yeah, he's he, one of these. He's like a defender in real life, but Neil Warnock sees him as like a, a main goal threat. So, yeah. so he, he's their top scorer currently with three goals as well. They've also conceded um, twenty five, uh, like um, like um, oh well, like Burnley, uh, but not quite as many as Fulham. As we've mentioned, um, yeah, I think I think they will go down. Um, yes, because yeah. watching them, I say, watching them against Arsenal it was one of our early games, and even then they looked tired. Their fitness levels as the game went on just didn't look great. So, especially after the Christmas period, you know, I know they're for, they've, they're a Championship team by you know by right the same players pretty much as well. So they they used to play more games really. Um, but it's 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 a whole different pace in it when you're playing like Premier League games. So as we've said, between now and January, it's it's frantic. Um, I, I think they could really be cut. They could start to be cut adrift with some with some other teams. Um, the opposite end of the coin then is Chelsea, um, currently third in the league. Um, but I couldn't think of a no so notable games. I couldn't think of many memorable Chelsea performances. Um, they beat Arsenal three two in our second game of the season. They looked beatable then. Um, they drew with Liverpool because Liverpool liked to draw with anyone around in an around at the moment. <laughs> and they got the say the probably the most um, known game at the moment is they drew two two with Man United recently. Uh, but they are unbeaten. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're. They're they're going under the radar because they're not they're not going out and smashing teams. Their form, you know, they're still drop. You know, they've won eight, drawn four, so it's not title winning form at all. But apart from Man City, no one's in it. Um, Eden Hazard's obviously their main man, but Morata's got six goals this season already, which I was quite surprised to see that. 
Yeah, he's, he's sort of been written off as being a bit of a flop, hasn't he? But he's mm-hmm. uh, he's chipped away with some goals this year. Um, whereas you look at Giroud, who everyone seems to love, and he's got what one all season, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, um, I went with a, with a B plus for Chelsea, um, which seems a bit harsh given, as you say, they're unbeaten. But um, I've just—I know we've talked about this a few times, but there's just been a few games where I've been very, very unconvinced by them, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure how much of their, pre, their their form so far this season has been down to sort of a new manager bounce. Um, I would give Eden Hazard an A star, but the rest of the team probably a C, and that's kind of averages out as a. As a B, but uh, I feel like it's him or no one at the minute for them. Yeah, there's there's no standout performances at all. Uh, whereas in like past seasons where they've been you know, in and around the top four, they tend to have they tend to go out and smash someone every couple of weeks. Mm. But they, they they do look very laboured. But I, I don't know if that's because as, as again we've discussed on every week so far, the way their midfield set up with like yeah, Jorginho, who's not the most dynamic of players. Um, Kante's bags of energy, but you know, but there's no one there really pushing that. You know, Ross Barkley's a very slow, creative player. You could argue, um, yeah. There's no, there's no pace in that team or anything like that. No, it's um, it's going to take some working out for uh, for Sarri what he's going to do there because mm-hmm. we saw last week against Everton they were poor, really. Um, they were quite easy to play against, and that's Everton who were, uh, you know. Probably seventh or eighth best team in the league, something like that. Uh, against better teams, what's going to happen? Yeah. Mm. I say also notable is they could potentially be facing a two-year transfer ban. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how many times has this come up over the last few years mm. where they've been threatened with all sorts? Never ever happens, does it? But uh, it'll be interesting to see if it did happen. Yeah. They might have, might have start playing some of these many many players they've got on loan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, so that could be damaging because I think we we've spoken about recently that if they bought if Sarri's allowed to bring in a few more players, get the team playing his way, that then they could they could get even better. Um, but yeah, if that happens, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Um, On to Palace then, sixteenth uh, in the table, which again is kind of a surprise. But after watching them. Um, Notable, they lost, um, for some reason I've put that they lost 2-0 to Swansea, but Swansea aren't in the Premier League, so I don't know <laughs> if that was a cup game. Um, they drew 2-2 with Arsenal, it's the only game I can remember, and that's only because it makes me angry. Um, <laughs> no home wins this season, or p- pretty much for most of this year. They've only scored eight Premier League goals, um, and amazingly, Andres Townsend is their top scorer. Really? Yeah. Oh, he got he got a few cup goals. Yeah, and... them and Zaha, him and Zahar have got three got three goals in all competitions. I've gone for an F with them just because. I'm sorry if you can't win at home in the Premier League, you don't deserve anything more. Yeah, I've gone for an E. Um, I haven't been quite as harsh as you, but uh, I just, uh, we're talking about teams going under the radar at the other end of the table. Palace are going under the radar at the bottom end as a relegation candidate. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're out at the bottom three on goal difference only. Uh, and as you just said there, they're so poor at home. Um, they're just so uncreative, is that a word? But Yeah, pretty they, much. Like, it's, they give the ball to Zaha, and if he's not on his, on his game, nothing happens. And if he doesn't play like he hasn't done again, he didn't do against uh, Tottenham, bloody hell. Like, it, was, uh, it was like a championship team in a cup game. Mm-hmm. Like, really struggling to even like, keep pace with the Premier League team. Um, 
they're poor. They're, they're, they're very, very average at best at, at times, even in games you expect them to win. Like they lost at home to Southampton, who, who were down there with them. Um, who who would you expect them to beat at the minute? Yeah, that's that's the thing. Palace are usually usually have a, a point in the season where they're they're flirting with relegation, but then they've got players that will pull them out of it. You know, they usually get you know they pick up points against teams around them. But yeah, they're not even doing that at the moment. They are they are dire. But say even against even against Arsenal, they weren't that good. And we let them back in the game, and then obviously Zaha did his Bambi on ice routine. Yeah, it was two, two penalties, wasn't it? Of uh, mm-hmm. very, very different types of penalties to give away, but that was just the Arsenal in you, wasn't it? Yeah, but, uh... pretty much. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't even see who's going to score goals for them. You know, Ben Teki's their main striker, which says a lot. Um, he's injured. Um, is it Soloff? Is the other guy that yeah, we've mentioned that... before? I don't think he's scored them yet, has he, since January when they I got think, him? I think he got one like, at the end of last season. Oh, uh, right. And everyone was like, oh, he might kick on there, and then the season finished. Um, but yeah, even he looks like not, you know, he's, he's not scoring, obviously, and he doesn't seem to be playing him. Um, he plays Jordan Ayew instead, who, other than a, a three-month spell at Swansea, has been absolutely dire as well, his whole stay in the Premier League. When you think he was in that Aston Villa team that went down... Um, and then he went to Swansea and he did okay for a bit, but again went down. So, you know, the writing's kind of on the wall where this one's going. That's the thing. That they're a team that uh, you know could spend money. Um, you know that they have been known to do it in the past. You know they they I think was it last season or the season before when they splashed out when they were in trouble and they bought in like Sacco and and that lot. Yeah, well, I don't understand where where the money's gone with them because in the summer I think we talked about this last week. Um, Hodgson was saying they, they couldn't really buy without selling, mm-hmm. um, which is why we were very heavily linked with Townsend from them. Um, but again, obviously, it didn't happen. They didn't spend an awful lot. I know they bought in Coyade from West Ham, um, who he's an, he's an okay player, but was he really what they needed? Like, sort of a engine room midfielder? Which they seemed, got, yeah, they've got a few of those. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, it just seemed like he was available and they got him just because, really. They didn't really have any any logic to it and of course they've got Max Meyer 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 obviously Meyer, Meyer yeah, yeah um, who might be good but uh, he needs to play in a team that's attacking and they just don't mm-hmm. that's it and if they're going to sell players if they're in a position where they've got to sell players they've got one asset they've got Zaha and, as you said, and there's also one Bissaka the right back who I yeah. imagine is get, getting some interest from a lot of places but um yeah. selling your best players is not really the best the best way to go staying up is it but mm. well, that's the thing you know Zaha's not playing great anyway um, and he's got history of leave. he's left them before and done terribly hmm. apparently that's okay he wasn't treated great at Man United anyway but he does have issues away from home apparently um, so unless unless Spurs buy him or you know, or I can see someone like West Ham maybe coming in for him. Um, but you know, does he leave London? And and if he does, is he you know, is anyone going to take a risk on him? Well, that's the thing. Um, if, if he goes, it's like waving the white flag, isn't it? Yeah. I don't. I don't see unless they totally change their style of play to become more expansive. That's the thing. They did, I imagine if he goes, they they'd want a ridiculous amount for him. I think they've been talking forty, fifty million, so they can go out and re- rejig the entire team, but. I say I think they could go down this season, but 
again, yeah. there's still a lot of teams around them who are doing pretty badly as well. Oh yeah, I mean, as we say, when Newcastle only takes a couple of wins, and all of a sudden your uh, head's slightly above water and everything looks rosy again. So I mean, we'll not write them off just yet, but it's looking pretty bleak for them at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everton, um, back to the Everton of old, it seems. Um, they've had a few. They had a few seasons where they, you know, looked like they were going to mix it with the top six. Um, spent a lot of money in the past couple of years. Uh, currently ninth. Um, the only fixture of note that I could think of when I flick through anything that stuck out was they they beat Leicester two uh, one. Um, Richarlison has come in. He's done well. Six goals. Uh, he's missed a couple of games through injury and suspension. Uh, Sigurdsson seems to be doing okay this season. They seem to now Rooney's gone. They seem to have uh, found a role for him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I've given them like a B because they do look like they're starting to settle. Yeah, I've gone with a C, uh, C plus. But um, I, I agree with you. They are starting to settle. The only reason I mark them down is that they've had a couple of dodgy results at home: the draw with Huddersfield and the loss to West Ham. Mm-hmm. Um, games. I think everyone expects them to win, especially at the time West Ham. I think it was their first win. Yeah. Um, and Huddersfield. Well, we'll come on to them, but. You always expect to be Huddersfield at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether they're going to have an issue when they're expected to force the game or not, I, I don't, it's probably harsh to say that based on those two games, but they've got better as it's gone on, um, as the team's become more settled. Um, Zuma and Michael Keane look like a really good centre-half partnership. I know uh, Yerry Mina came in against Chelsea and you know they weren't any worse for it. Um, got a good point there, so... It's all come together for them, uh, and you would really say, looking at the squads, Everton should be that team who's looking to fit, finish, you know, seventh. Yeah, definitely. Um, based on what we've seen so far, I think it would be them or Bournemouth, really. But mm-hmm. um, it's all promising for Everton. Uh, Michael Silva has been allowed to do what he supposedly does best. Um, he's shown flashes of it during his time in England, but never really gets the chance to see things through. So we'll see how he gets on. Yeah, so you say Yerry Mina's come in. Uh, yeah, he looked he looked quite good against Chelsea. Uh, obviously, he gives them attacking options as we saw in the World Cup, um, and they did that against Chelsea. They seem to be aiming for him uh, for set pieces uh, and stuff like that. Um, the other lad from Barcelona has come in. Is it Gomez? No, uh, they got Gomez in midfield yeah, and D- and, and, D- and D- Dean at uh, D- left back. Uh, yeah, Digne doesn't look great, but their other option is Cuco Martinez, who I think is probably the worst left back I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Is uh, is Leighton Byrne still there? Or is he just like I being think, edged, just yeah, edged out? Yeah, he's pretty much dead, edged out. They've got they had well they had a young lad. I can't remember his name. He's really good on Football Manager. Who was a left back who looked pretty good. Um, had, was it Garbutt? Was that him? Or? Yeah, Luke Garbutt. Yeah. But I think they've sent him out on lo- on loan or probably sold him. So everything they have that thing where they have young kids come through and they they, they look really inter- really good and then they disappear like uh, Brendan Galloway. Oh yeah, he was at, I think it, he was at West Brom last season. He was at Sunderland last season, maybe. Yeah. Um, but obviously they got relegated from the Championships. So that went well for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mason Holgate started a few games last season. I think he's played a couple this season. He, he looks quite good as well, Holgate. Yeah. He just the problem is though, like for the young centre half trying to get a game at a decent Premier League team. So you, you've got to be pretty special to hold down a place, really. Yeah, that's it. I say once senior players come back, they had, they had a lad who was playing at right back who looked quite good, but then Seamus Coleman's come back into the team. Yeah, and stuff like that. But yeah, did nice terrible. Um, but I say when you Cuco Martinez who hasn't got a right foot, let alone a left foot, um, 
Oh god, I hate watching that man play. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I think I think they're only I think Everton are only going to get better. I say against Chelsea they looked they didn't look too bad. Um, say new signings coming back, fitness and whatever. And yeah, Sigurdsson can be really important for them. Uh, and Richarlson is the striker they've been missing. Yeah, I'm pleased they've started playing him through the middle because uh, Tosin was going nowhere in a hurry. Um, but they've been better for playing Richarlison through the middle. But they've got a, a lot of good young players like Luckman and Calvert Lewin who are bang on the door to get get uh, minutes on the board. So mm-hmm. the likes of Wal- Walcott, who hasn't been great, probably looking over his shoulder. And it's all competition for places, which is good. Yeah, that's and yeah. Uh, Bernard as well has, has done mm-hmm. pretty well. Yeah, I say that. You say that that's it. So I think if there's anyone out that where they could improve that team is yeah, I'd drop Walcott for Luckman because uh, mm. you know Luckman looks you know what we saw of him last season in that game, especially that game against Man City, he was fantastic. And yeah, we all know that Walcott is uh, hot and cold to put it politely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, where do you see Everton finishing? Do you reckon they'll uh, increase a little bit? I think they'll finish seventh. Um, I think I say between them and Bournemouth on current form, with Watford probably coming in ninth or something like that. It's you know I couldn't predict the table position to position, but I think Everton will be just outside the top six. Yeah, so they're they're pretty consistent in that matter. But I, I I see them one day breaking into the top four, and you know, but they have these things, don't they? They they seem to get look like they're getting closer. They spend a spend a hell of a lot of money. And then they have a setback, and then they sack the manager, then spend a lot of money, then they get to the edge again. Yeah, it's, it's a weird cycle. Well, that's just the way they've gone about things, isn't it? But uh, as I said, it'd be interesting to see Silva given you know time at a club in England because at the moment he nearly pulled off a miracle with Hull, yeah. um, which I think is overlooked because they were dead and buried when he arrived. And uh, he um, almost kept them up. I know they fell short, but... Mm-hmm. And at Watford, things started really well, and obviously things went downhill rapidly, but I think they were harsh to get rid of them when they did. Yeah. Um, so, you know, interesting to see how it goes. Mm-hmm. So, on to teams that spend a lot of money. Uh, <laughs> Fulham um, came up from the Championship, looked really good in the Championship last season, uh, although in the Championship they conceded a lot of goals. Obviously, that hasn't ended. Um, the first Premier League team to sack their manager... Uh, this week, uh, currently twentieth. Uh, so Johanovic, there's not much more he could have done, though. I don't think he just tinkered too much, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, we, we've, we've said this every week. They bought too many players. Whether that's his fault or the owner's fault or who was buying the players, I don't, I don't know. But um, it was the writing. The writing's been on the wall for a while, um, and I think we all expected. An international break to bring the end of him, mm-hmm. uh, because as we said before, when we finish after the international break, we've pretty much got solid football until March. There's no good time to sack a manager after that point, really. So yeah. uh, this was the time to do it. Um, I've given them an F, incidentally. Yeah, uh, me too. An F minus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, you cannot spend that many players, and sorry, sign that many players, and uh, you know, be bottom of the table and expect to get a, a good rating out of it they've uh, they've got to, they've got to work on I mean they're only four points off safety I think um, but actually only three points off safety but their goal difference is so bad it's like four points um, whether Ranieri can show up that defence or not I, I really don't know um, are the players that bad or is it just the way they've been set up to play that's the thing you know 
you got you sack a manager who's tinkered, like I would say, low, like over seventy changes, and you bring in the man known as the Tinker Man. <laughs> um, yeah, that that defense, like Callum Chambers. Now I like Callum Chambers. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, but he's looked terrible in that Fulham team. Um, the whole that whole Fulham defense has looked terrible. To be fair, I just don't think they they get any help. Um, I mean, if you look at them all individually, like Mawson, pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think. Got an England cap, I think. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Callum Chambers has England caps. Um, you know, that shouldn't be a bottom of the table centre half pairing. Mm. They, they've changed uh, their goalkeeper a few times as well, haven't they? Well, they've got they've got three, haven't they? Mm. Um, but the thing is with Ranieri as well at Leicester. I know he was the team man at Chelsea at Leicester. He pretty much played the same team every week, and he had a back a back to centre half pairing of uh, of um, Wes Morgan and uh, Robert Huth. And they still and they still won the league. So, mm-hmm. so you know, it is a lot to be said for having a settled back four. Um, obviously, having Kante in front of you will help. Mm-hmm. Um, the odds of them signing Danny Drinkwater on loan in January must be clo- clo- <laughs> close to evens, I would say. Oh, he's only over the road, is he? Exactly. It's it's an easy transfer. But yeah, thirty-one game goals conceded in in twelve games isn't great. Uh, it is rancid, and it's not like the keepers throwing them in either. Like. Mm. He, he just they do seem like they've just got no protection for the back four. They've been playing Sessegnon at left back in some games, which he's he's an attacking young player, like you might get away with it in the championship, but someone like that playing at left back's not gonna end well. Yeah. So and you don't want it to do something bad for his career, do you? You know, if he's no, he, he a terrible looks, season. He looks really good going forwards. Um and you know, it's like Gareth Bale. You're not going to play him at left back anymore. Right? I know he started there, but you've got to start thinking long term. Where's he going to play? Where's his position going to be? Or is he going to ruin him? That's it. I, I, think, I, I kind of hope a team comes in for him in January, thinking he's going to want out because it's a bit being part of a, a, a Fulham team that generally looks like it could go down well before March. The way they're playing <laughs> at the moment. Um, yeah, it wouldn't be good for him. Um, yeah, the signings just haven't to say that Sarri hasn't looked great. Uh, they've missed Tom Kearney, who's like their captain and probably one of their best players. Yeah. Um, one positive, I'm sorry to say this though, Mitrovic has scored five goals in all competitions and he's scoring in a team that doesn't look like doing much. Yeah, but when did, when did he last score? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's a while ago. It's uh, he's very streaky as a as a player. Um, it, it, compared to when he was at Newcastle, mm-hmm. he looks a totally different player. He looks to have matured quite a lot. He doesn't get booked for dissent every week anymore. Um, and I don't doubt that he's better than he was when he was with us in a team that seemed to appreciate him and played with strengths. Uh, I think he'll do well under Ranieri, but mm-hmm. uh, he is not ruthless really in front of goal um, which is odd because for Serbia he never fucking misses but yeah. when he played for us he was he, he would miss some ridiculous chances mm, I say he does. He, they, say they do seem to love him though and he, I think he's thriving on it um, it's hard to tell how how I don't know how how they, I think they're going to do because yeah Ranieri with what he did with Leicester you'd expect him to get them out of trouble and I've, 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 so as we've discussed, I think they've got the players to get out of trouble as well. It's going to be interesting because uh, other than obviously winning the league with Leicester, the following season when he got sacked, they were uh, 
bottom five, bottom six at the time. Yeah, they really struggled after that. They, they and had that a massive was, hangover, didn't they? And that, that was without Kante, so how much of an influence, obviously a huge influence Kante was on win the league, but can they adapt without him? Can mm-hmm. can Ranieri find his Kante in this team? Or, well, apparently you know, that, that Sarri is a similar sort of player. Is he? Yeah, because uh, when, uh, when Arsenal were looking at him, he was he was going to... He, he, we looked at him before we signed Torreira. Oh, right. I know very little about him other than uh, James of uh, our European podcast raves about him. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, but uh, I can't honestly say I've seen a great deal of him before this season. Yeah, I saw little bits of him in France last season because obviously Arsenal were interested on him, in him, and we've been talking. They've been talking about him for like a, a, a good year or so. You know, so you take a look and you think, oh, is this is this the new Vieira um, <laughs> and whatever. Um, is that how it works with Arsenal? He starts off as the new Vieira, and then you settle for the new Remy Guard. Yeah, and pretty then, much. And you end up with you end up with Coquelin. Yeah, and that's, that's how it. it yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he he looked pretty good. And when Fulham signed, because Barcelona were after him a year ago, um, and that's why we were going for him because we've got the guy who was at Barcelona trying to sign him as our, one of our, our uh, right. director. I see. And uh, but yeah, then you know he signs for Fulham for not very much at all for a young player. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, I think that I, I think they'll get out of trouble. I say like Ranieri's going to bring people in. I'm in, I'm expecting, as you say, Danny Drinkwater. Uh, where's Rob, <laughs> Where's Robert Hoof at the moment? You know, um, I'm expecting him to turn up, perhaps. Um, but yeah, you know, Azaki. Um, I mean, the the thing in his favour is that uh, they're already scoring goals, and quite often, I mean, usually the problem at the bottom end of the table is that there's no goals in the team. Um, so it's he only has the job of really shoring them up and hoping and to keep that goal threat going and you know easier said than done of course but mm-hmm. yeah, could be worse in the championship they scored a lot of goals but they, they say they conceded a lot as well so yeah if he shores that up which I say we've established the tools are there uh, could be quite could be quite an interesting season for Fulham fans I suppose um, on well not talking about interesting Huddersfield. Um, mm. We've, we have our orders for this one. Uh, <laughs> currently nineteenth, which is no surprise to anybody. I'm just amazed they were still they're still in the Premier League. Um, I like David Wagner, but they're not a good nice team to watch. Uh, notable result is they got smashed six one by Man City. All their other games that I've seen, on, even on Match of the Day, when you don't generally see much of Huddersfield because they're one of the quick rounds up towards the end. They're so uninspiring. They've only nah. scored six Premier League, uh, six goals in the Premier League, and they don't have a single player in their team in any any uh, no games in all competitions who has scored more than once. Well, that sums it up nicely, doesn't it? They're uh, the garbage to watch. They're, uh, it was a great achievement to keep them up last season. You can't really see past that, but now they've spent. Quite a bit of money spent. Maybe was it eighteen million on Congolo? It was quite a bit, anyway. Yeah, he's supposed uh, to be quite good as well. Yeah, and this they signed. Uh, is it M- Mbenza? I don't know. I know they signed Congolo. Yeah, they, they signed someone from Monaco. I want to say, and uh, that was quite a bit of money as well. And they're no better for it going forwards. They still seem quite blunt, to put it politely. They're uh, they're not really a massive goal threat. Uh, that billing in midfield looks like a reasonable player, but probably not enough to say you know he'll keep them up. Mm. Uh, I think they'll go down. Uh, at least with Fulham, you can say well they score goals, so they might get out of it. Uh, with Huddersfield, they, 
they just don't do that. <laughs> no, not at all. And I think I think they did this last season. As much as I like David Wagner, last season they they rotated their front strikers a lot. So they got that. Is it Munier? Who oh yes, Steve Munier. Doesn't look too bad at times. Um, they had, is it Gross? No, he's a he's a no, he's at Brighton. That's at Brighton. They had, they had a oh, he's the big guy. He's massive. He looks like a wrestler. As a Depotra. Depotra. Yeah, he looked like he could be quite useful. Obviously, he's not going to score you a ton of goals. And th- there was another guy that they signed as well, who looked pretty good. They signed Pritchard from Norwich, who plays. Yeah, well. uh, it's like the number ten. But like, whenever I've seen them, they've got whichever striker they play out the two of them and Pritchard, and then fifty yards, and then the rest of the team. Like yeah, this, yeah. it just it. It's, it's obviously a, a, a thing though. They try to play deep and you know yeah. be compact, but. I don't, it just doesn't, doesn't I, work. I'd understand it in their first season because it obviously worked last season for them. Uh, but when they were in the championship, they looked quite. They, you know, they had a few young lads from Chelsea up there, like Easy Brown and that lot were there, and they actually they looked like quite an attacking team. And then they didn't manage to keep those players on loan, and so they they, you know, they basically ground their way into another season in the Premier League, which is a great achievement. But then they're trying it again, and it's just not working. It isn't. No, um, it's going to take something remarkable for them to stay up. Uh, I say the only thing in their favour really is they've, they've ground out a couple of reasonable results. The way Everton beating Fulham the other week, uh, draw West Ham. You know, it's uh, it's not end of day stuff yet. They're only a point away from safety, but uh, I've seen so little from them to be excited about. Uh, that's it. I think this could be the end. The end of their Premier League journey. Um, they're going to struggle to bring players in as well. Uh, you know, no doubt, you know, Wagner's a pull. Um, you know, he's a, he's a, a young manager who, with a, de- a decent reputation. I don't think they're going to sack him. No, no. Um, but, you know, could another club come in for him perhaps? You know, does he want to stick around? I know he's been linked with other clubs in the past and then talks about, no, I've got a project here, but there's only so far you can take them, isn't it? I think so. I think there's definitely an element of that. Mm. Uh, on to Leicester. Now, this for me was the most difficult one because they're currently 10th. Mm-hmm. The only other note that I have at the moment is that Wes Morgan is shit. Um, I couldn't find a rating for him. So, with recent events, with everything that's happened, it's kind of taken the focus off everything. Because if I remember rightly, they were going to sack Claude Puel pretty much that week. No, I mean, it's been rumoured since the summer, hasn't it, where they were saying he had a couple of games to go. Uh, I think he's handled all this that's gone on with a lot of a lot of dignity. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's done excellently in that regard. As you say, they're 10th. <coughs> um, I've given them a C because they're 10th, and I honestly don't know what what is expected of Leicester. Um, it's, it's, you probably you couldn't even ask them what's expected of them this season because of what's gone on. Yeah. Um, and it's it's only fair like it's it's football almost pales it in insignificance based on what's happened, mm-hmm. um, and I think they'll be glad to get this season over with. Um, if you know if you catch my drift, there it's not yeah. they won't want to dwell on this from a footballing point of view for you know years on seasons to come. Yeah. Um, obviously, they want to give the respect to the families and things at the moment, um, which is totally the right thing to do. But I think. They'll want to get through this season and, and stay up uh, and then decide where they want to go 
with players, managers and the rest because obviously they've got a very tightly knit group there who've been they've been together for a couple of seasons now, obviously most of them are there when they won the league um, and they've been through a hell of a lot. That's it. They've got a bond, haven't they? So if winning the league wasn't enough to, you know, bond them together, the, the you know the tragic circumstances they've all just gone through, you know that that creates that's going to create a massive bond between everyone. And I think that'll keep Puel there till at least the end of the season, maybe, unless things go really badly. But I don't see yeah, it being relegated. No, as you say, I think the team spirit enough um, will certainly keep them away from being relegated. Nowhere near the, the drop zone at the minute. Um, I don't think it's the type of thing that will pull them together to the point where you know they win every week, that kind of thing. Because yeah. it takes, I think it's taken a lot out of them emotionally, uh, which it would. It's totally, uh, it's totally fair. Um, so I say I think they'll they'll be happy to let the season go on as as it will really. And yeah. uh, if they finish tenth or there or thereabouts, I think that's absolutely fine for them. Mm. I say that's that's where you'd if they even if they hadn't won the Premier League. They're leaving with them, winning the Premier That's what you expect to see then, isn't it? Really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one positive, I will say for them, is James Madison. Um, oh, yeah, he's so good. Obviously, the last two games, very muted. I, I think even fucking Cristiano Ronaldo would have struggled to put in like amazing performances in those last two games. Well, he didn't He didn't play the last one, did he? Um, him and Maguire were injured, I think. Um, but... No, he's, he's been such a positive for them this season. Uh, Made the England but, squad as well. Yeah, no, th- thoroughly deserved as well. And uh, I, I would really like it if Leicester were to go and win the FA Cup or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. I think that would be uh, a really poignant thing to do. I mean, it doesn't mean it's going to happen, but it would, it would just be nice to see. Yeah, I say, but yeah, there's much more important things going on at Leicester. Yes. Um, on to Liverpool then. Now, currently second currently unbeaten um, Sadio Mano has had his usual purple patch at the beginning of the season um, <laughs> Mo Salah didn't start great but has scored 8 goals this season uh, Okay, um, I've written down A but their yeah. notable, notable results in the Premier League at least is a 0-0 with Man City and a 1-1 draw with Arsenal yeah I've given them an A for pretty much the same reasons Um They've done what Liverpool don't always do, and that's beat the teams they're expected to beat. That makes sense. They, yeah, they, yeah. They've, they've been culpable of throwing away points against so-called lesser teams, and so far this season they've been very, very ruthless at dispatching those teams, um, which can only bode well for them. And the fact that they've sort of kept themselves in it by not losing to the teams around them, mm-hmm. you know, at this stage of the season, I think that's probably the right thing to do. Obviously, they, they would like to win those games, but. A point at Chelsea, not to yeah, be sniffed no, at. It's, it's a good, it's a good point, but yeah. The only thing that stopped me giving them you know, the highest of highest marks is that they lost to Red Star in the Champions League, and in a group that contains PSG and Napoli, that might be fatal for them. Um, yeah. Come the final, come the final count up in that in that table, but um, that's future Jurgen's problem. Yeah, that's the thing. My my thing with Liverpool is, as we've seen them when they're at their best. They're incredible going forward. Mm. I'm sorry, no team with Dijan Lovren will ever be incredible <laughs> all over. Um, but yeah, they've, they're incre- they're incredible going forward. But from what I've seen of them this season, it's very much like Chelsea in the way they they 
they're just winning games. They're not going. They're, they're not. They don't look convincing really in most of their games. The game against Man City was terrible, uh, and against Arsenal, they did not look in that game at all. I really thought they were there for the taking, um, but again, we Arsenal ourselves and uh, <laughs> cost us the points. I imagine they're going to kick on though because they do. That you know that their defence has been shown up. Van Dijk is the best centre back in the league at the yeah. moment. Uh, Gomez is looking really good as well. Um, I don't like Trent Alexander Arnold. Don't care what anyone says. Um, and and Andy Robertson looks great at the back. And we haven't. Allison hasn't had to do much really. Um, so I, I think they're Man City's main challenges this season. Um, but I, I haven't been overly impressed with them this season. But you can't fault them because you know they're second in the league and they're still unbeaten. Yeah, I suppose if you're going to do a positive spin on it, you'd say that they're second and unbeaten and they haven't really hit their stride yet. Yeah, and that's the, the thing. They're scary when they do. Yeah, and I know Salah hasn't maybe been as ruthless as he was last season, um, but how many chances do you get in a game? Mm-hmm. He's always there and involved, and if this is him not in form, then, you know, if he turns that round... And that's it's it. going to be... They've got signings who haven't settled yet, like Naby Keita, who is a great midfielder, hasn't yeah. really played that much because obviously Jordan Henderson's amazing in keeping him out the side. Um, <laughs> Fabinho's just started to settle into the team, being given a bit of a run. So yeah, it could, could be an interesting season for Liverpool. Um, on to their main challenges then. Uh, Man City, it's got to be an A star, hasn't it? Yeah, um, I've given them an age because of the um, the loss to Leon in the Champions League, but because they've already won that group, I'm probably just being harsh. But no, I mean that. The, they're so good. Um, yeah. They can rotate just about every position in the team and be no worse off. Mm-hmm. Um, the only bad result they've had is that draw uh, at Wolves, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which normally you'd expect them to win, but it, you know, on that particular occasion, Wolves were very, very good, um, as they were at the start of the season. Um, what surprised me is that they're only two points clear. For some reason, I thought they'd pull up a bit of a gap. That, but that's the thing haven't. because teams like Liverpool and Chelsea haven't been great, and Man City have been. I was expecting a much bigger gap. You know, they've scored ten more goals than any like Arsenal, the second highest scorers, and, and Man City have scored ten more goals than them. You got Man City's goal over to plus thirty-one. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. <laughs> After twelve games, man, that's just. You know, another another world, isn't it? But... So they they could have had way more goals against Man United last week. They made Manchester United look ordinary, which is something Mourinho has been trying to do for two seasons now. <laughs> um, and, so, and they smashed Southampton, and again they've smashed this. Say, but six past Southampton. Uh, I'd marked them down for conceding to a Southampton team that doesn't score. Um, and so they've smashed Huddersfield as well. You know, which you'd ex- that's what you expect to see from your champions. Yeah, that's it. you have to say at the moment they're playing like champions. I mean, they, they are the champions, of course, but compared to Liverpool, Chelsea, Tottenham, or the sort of nearest rivals, Man City, the team who are playing like a champions, yeah. a champions team. I think they're going to walk walk the league. Yeah, I think we said last week. By the time it gets to Christmas and we start playing two, three times in a in a in a very short period of time, um, that's when their squad will really shine through. Yeah, so Aguero, 11 goals this season, fantastic player, doesn't get the recognition he deserves. Um, and Raheem Sterling, you've got to say, he's having a great season. He is. Um, you're watching for England, and I know he scored in, in Spain the other week and it was great, but 
Washington today, and he's he's just a different player in a blue shirt to when he put when he plays for England, and it's annoying because um, I get no benefit from him doing well for Man City. But <laughs> um, you know, he fits the team, he fits the way Pep plays, and it's good for him, I suppose. His finishing seems to be improving as well, which has always been his biggest criticism. Yeah. He's always in the right spot. He's always getting the chances, even when he was at Liverpool, but he couldn't finish for shit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, he, so he's got five assists this season as well. Um, yeah, he could, you know, and that's the thing, he's at Man City, so it's not like that he's, they're going to be forced to sell him or anything. Um, yeah, he could, he could go and have a great career. You know, he's, he's keeping like the likes of Leroy Sane at the team. Which which says a lot, really. Yeah, they've uh, they've got so much in reserve. It's uh, it's scary, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, crossing over Manchester then uh, to Manchester United, um, currently in eighth position. Um, uh, notable results: uh, lost three two to Brighton, uh, lost three nil at an ordinary Spurs team. We'll get onto them later, um, and that game against Newcastle. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean that, that Newcastle game's pretty much been uh, Mourinho's line in the sand hasn't it since mm-hmm. then they, they have picked up um, not to the extent where you know they've been brilliant but they've found a level of resilience which they didn't have before um, I mean Mourinho left nothing at home in that game he uh, he threw everything he had on to, into getting a result which Pep player used all the tools at his disposal and he got there in the end but I've, I've rated them as a D because I, I don't feel Man United should ever be 8th on the table yeah, with, the, with, the, the with, with the money and resources they've got um, and they've got a minus goal difference which I know is, is a nothing but it's just odd to see Man United with a minus goal difference after 12 games I think it's kind of a, an indictment of, of Mourinho's uh, tenure there to be honest yeah that's the thing no, no notable things I've got written down it's just it's all been drama hasn't it you know? oh, it's, it's been a dream team hasn't it but uh, but somehow less fun like <laughs> yeah it's, it's just like Pogba doesn't want to play or Pogba isn't the vice captain anymore or Pogba posted on Instagram slightly later than everyone thought he did or some bollocks like stuff that nobody really cares about but it's when it all happens at once it combines to make something out of nothing yeah, that's it we need to get a Man United fan on the show because I would be really interested to listen to a Man United fan talk about Man United at the moment yeah we, we should do that really we should we should open up a guest slot for uh, t- for teams uh, teams to come and defend themselves against our nonsense but uh... so just, just no Huddersfield fans um, Ross, <laughs> Ross won't let's get over that um <laughs> Yeah, so Martial having a great season despite his manager seemingly hating him. Um, and you've got to argue, Pogba's not having a bad season. No, I guess not. It's against his price tag that he's always going to be judged. Whereas Martial, I think, he's probably got the point now where he feels he has nothing to lose. His relationship with Mourinho pretty much broke down completely in the summer. Um, and now he's almost single-handedly keeping him in a job at times. So. Yeah. It's funny how things work out, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I know we've already kind of covered this. You, you seem to think they're going to get better and climb the table. I'm not so sure. I, I think they will by default. I think that they beat a lot of teams because they're Man United. Um, they are already joint six. Only, there's only goal difference separating them and Bournemouth and Watford. So they're not a million miles off being in the top six already. I don't think they're going to break the top four by any means, but I think they'll finish in the top six, probably sixth, to be quite honest with you. So the thing, the thing for me is, um, I don't. I say 
their attitude, the, the player attitude is like hit and miss and whatever. Um, I I don't see them getting any better though. Like, okay, Watford and Bournemouth, you expect to level out, um, which I think that Watford are definitely starting to do as we'll get onto. But I see Everton getting better, you know, as well. So I think you know, I think I see Everton finishing above Man United this season. You know, but then what happens in the in in January? I suppose Mourinho wanted signings in uh, uh, the summer, didn't seemingly get them. Will he get them now? Is he going to start selling players? Are players going to want to leave? Yeah, it's definitely interesting. But I hope they stay where they are. To be fair, <laughs> yes, that'll be uh, be funny to see. But they are they have improved other than last week against Man City. But. I, I... Who knows? As you say, January is going to be big for them, and and how far they go in Europe might also affect things. Mm-hmm. Right on to the one I'll leave entirely to you, sir. Newcastle United currently fourteenth. Mm. Won their last two games. Uh, Rondon looking all right, and they put up that that game against Man United where they look like if they can play like that again, they'll cause people trouble. Yeah, um, I've given us a C minus, um, and it obviously has been bumped up a bit by those last two wins. Yeah. Um, I think, given what went on in the summer, and you know, having a, a, a negative net spend in this day and age, for us to be anything outside the bottom three is a, a positive. Um, I know we finished tenth last season, but we were tenth on goal difference from three teams. It was it was tenth, and you can't take that away. But uh, mm-hmm. it wasn't as a lofty position as you might think. There wasn't an awful lot of points separating you know tenth and the other the other bottom half of the table really so um, I'm very happy to be 14th given the start we had um, the only it was lost against Brighton which is the, the one I'm really disappointed with yeah. the other the other games I didn't expect to win many of the, the first five and, um, Cardiff away probably should have won we missed last minute penalty but um, I think it's always tough playing against a newly promoted team in their first home game uh, which is what theirs was so I didn't expect to beat Watford and Bournemouth, and if you look at the table, you know you can see why I would think that they're sixth and seventh, and yet they're the teams we've beaten. So they kind of cancel each other out. So I'm I'm all right being being fourteenth. Uh, okay. um, we've got a reasonable run of games between now and Christmas where we could really consolidate a mid-table position. You see Rafa staying until the end of the season, yes. But beyond that, I think we'll depend on what happens with the owner. Um, he seems to want. Well, he does want to stay. He's much said as much that he, you know, he loves the city. He loves the potential we've got as a club. Um, but he's pretty much like it's like playing with one hand tied behind your back at the minute. Um, and whether the owner realizes that and either sells up or completely changes tact and gives him what he wants remains to be seen. But. Uh, I'm just going to enjoy him while he's here, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. And for God, for, finally, where, where do you see Newcastle finishing? Do you think um, do you think they'll stay roughly where they are? Or uh, yes, I don't think we'll go down. Uh, I think there are three worse teams than us. Um, Rondon, if he stays fit, will make a massive difference. Uh, I'm not just saying that because he scored the last couple of mm-hmm. the last two goals, uh, two goals last weekend. But um, I said when we got him, he, he is integral the way we want to play. Yeah. Uh, he holds the ball up, he brings other players into the game, he allows us to counter attack, which we haven't had with 
the likes of Hoslu and uh, and Mudo who've been playing up there. So if he stays fit, we'll be we'll be absolutely fine. Yeah, so I don't see it going down either. I said the one thing about Newcastle that you can can probably say that the other teams are like around the bottom don't have is they have players with that fight in them. You know, mm. like John Joe Shelby for one, he loves a good fight. We all know this. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, I think that'll that'll see him through. Um, I can probably rattle through the rest pretty quickly then, apart from a couple. Uh, Southampton seventeenth, um, can't score for shit. Yeah, I've gone D minus, and even that's generous. Yeah, so um, I went. I, I struggle between an E and an F. Um, I bumped them up a little bit, play, uh, mainly just for Charlie Austin last weekend. Oh, that was great, wasn't it? But Southampton are another team who struggle with score goals. Uh, yeah. Danny, Danny Ings looks decent for them. That's, is, that's, is, their, is their top scorer? And he's, you know, he's pretty much their only scorer, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if they hadn't won at Palace. Um, they'd be bottom of the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it's obviously ifs and buts, but no one really expecting to win at Palace, and yet they did. Um, that was many, many weeks ago. Mm-hmm. They haven't, they've won one game all season in the league. It's uh, it's not good for them, like, that's has the, to be said. That's the thing. It's like, how long did they give Hughes? I, expect, I, I kind of thought they'd get rid of him this week. No, I did. I, I did as well. I, I don't know who they'd bring in, though. Uh, obviously, we, we saw it before, but Big Sam will be sitting waiting by the phone this time of year. <laughs> But uh, he's probably looking at Wesley Hood thinking, hmm, not so keen on that, like. But. Yeah. That's it. I, I, think, I think they've got the players. I think we discussed this last week. I think they've got the players to, to stay up, but they don't look like they've got the fight, like we've just said about Newcastle. They, they, they do, they're, they're very flat at the moment. And yeah. sometimes a new, you know, as, you don't see anyone lose their job. And I do kind of like Mark Hughes in a way. Um, sometimes you, that new manager bounce that they get. But I suppose they could be... They could be um, Buoyed a little bit by the fact that bad decisions cost them last weekend. You know they could that they could use that to spur them on, but then they've had an international break, which kind of takes the momentum away. So, well, like I say, they, they were lucky last week to finish with with eleven men, and they should have conceded mm-hmm. a pen really. So uh, they, can, they can complain about that goal all they want, but if you, you know if you, if you really dig down into it, they were they should really be thankful they got a point. Yeah, uh, on to Tottenham then, the shittiest hobo. Uh, currently fourth <laughs> in the league, the uh, the best of the non-unbeaten teams. Uh, I've just written like stadium woes and then lol in big letters. Um, <laughs> no signings. Their team looks knackered, but they're fourth in the bloody league, um, and they beat Man United three 0 But you know, Man United are terrible at the moment. Yeah, uh, we talked about them going under the radar. Um, they they just they just seem to grind out wins. A bit like Croatia, really. Um, mm-hmm. How everyone keeps saying how tired they are, and yet they just keep coming back and finding, finding ways to win, and finding Argentinian centre half to score goals from who, yeah. no one has heard of beforehand. But it's uh, it's it, it's interesting because, as you say, the stadium they expect to have the stadium in place by now, um, about three or four times now, to be honest. But it looks like they've signed it to Wembley for the rest of the season, which yeah, is uh, which is a bit of. It's ridiculous really to be that late with a stadium build. Uh, so where does that leave them? Does that mean there's money in January? Does it not? Who knows? Um, if they don't sign anybody else, I think they'll finish fifth. Um, and I think they need a miracle to go out the Champions League group anyway. I know they're hanging on after their win last week, but they need to beat Inter Milan at home and probably need to beat Barcelona away. Yeah. It's going to take some going to take some doing, I think. 
I suppose one thing that's interesting from this, I, 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 even as an Arsenal fan, they've got probably one of the best starting 11s in the league outside of uh, Man, uh, Man City. And, yeah. that, like, uh, and, and some of their other players are starting to come to the front. So Kane's doing really well as usual, despite how tired he looked. It, it, you know, Played for England today, did all right. Uh, but Lucas Moura has, has, has started chipping in this season. Uh, and Eric Lamella... Um, Who's, we've seen glimpses of good goodness from before. Uh, it seems to look look alright as well at the moment. So they do spread things around a bit, especially with the had to with Eric and Ali have had have had injuries and things. But um, yeah, they, they just keep on finding ways to win. Really finding new players to score. Find, they always find a way. But how long can you keep that up for? And that's it. There's no internationals now till March, and I don't mm. think there's any internationals of any uh, major significance until the end of the season. So let's hope Harry Kane gets injured. Um, <laughs> but say, so, yeah, I say, I, I can see. I think Arsenal will pip them to the top four because, um, as I say, as I think, I think Arsenal will finish a little bit higher, maybe. Um, but I, I'm generally I, when we overtook Spurs in the league a few weeks ago, I was generally surprised that they've managed to overtake us. But then again, we have drawn our last three games. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, fuck them. Um, uh, Watford then um, currently seventh in the league, uh, beating Spurs two one, uh, beating Wolves two nil, and when Wolves were on a pretty good run at the time. Um, but they're, they're so patchy. Like they, yeah. I, I've given them an A just for the fact they're still seventh. Yeah, I've gone with a B plus, uh, so we're not not a million miles apart. But they're Apache's uh, a great word to describe them. They're uh, very they're a coupon buster. They're very hard to predict. Um, I thought all their success was based around Dini and Andre Greer, and recently they've been playing Isaac's success and Delfeu, and you know they've won a few games again. So what do I know? Um, they're, they're so hard to predict. Yeah. They've got a they've got a reasonable core and team spirit there. The win over Spurs early on in the season was uh, was a, was a sign of how good they are, how good they can be. Um, so yeah, fair play to them. Yeah, so yeah, Pereira as well, having a great season, oh, looking like a... the player he was when he first went to Juventus. Yeah, he's a good player, isn't he? Yeah. So uh, yeah, I imagine they'll stay in the top ten. I... Depending on how Man United and that and, and the locks of Man United and Everton go, I suppose. They could stay in seventh, really, because they say the team Bournemouth can be patchy and stuff like that. Yeah. So they could, the teams around them could stay around them, I suppose. Yeah, I think they'll be in the top ten uh, unless you know they do what they did last season and just give up at Christmas and just sack it off and just say, yeah, we'll finish tenth. It's fine. Uh, West Ham then currently thirteenth. Um, they lost their opening four games, which was uh, which was strange. Um, Although West Ham, I suppose, have a tradition of starting badly at the moment. Uh, mm. Beat Everton three one recently. They nil nil with Chelsea, where they looked like they could have won it, um, and they beat Man United. Yeah, they've um, they've really turned it round after that awful start. Um, it was always going to be a little bit of a betting in period with the new manager and quite a few new players. Um, but to be fair, a lot of the new players look good. Look to improve them. The two, the two centre halves, Diop and Valbuena. Yeah. Uh, they look they look good. Fabianski's obviously safe pair of hands in, in goal. Um, and the main man, of course, is Arnautovic. If he stays fit, they will be absolutely fine. If he got injured for any great period of time, mm, maybe not so good. But he, uh, he got his neck snapped this afternoon. Did he? Austria, um, ah, was, one, of, risk, one of the, the Irish defenders just literally grabbed him a headlock. <laughs> it's always the risk playing as Northern Ireland, doesn't it? <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's the thing. They lost their opening four games. If they'd have taken at least one result out of those four games, they'd be like top top seven, pretty much. 
Um, but yeah, that's it. You know, our net rich Philip Anderson, who we spoke about the last two weeks, seems to be coming into his own. Um, yeah, I think they could do well. I, if it wasn't for them, let's say, if it wasn't for them losing their opening four games, I think they'd have got a B for their recent results. But like, yes. yeah, they, they, yeah, they were hard to see it because I say. They're a team who can go on a bad run, but I don't think they will. I think they'll finish higher than they are now, as well. Yeah, they're um, they've shown all the signs of uh, of recovering. Um, Pellegrini's a good manager, and uh, as long as I know which stays fit and Felipe Anderson continues his form, they've got a lot to look forward to. Yeah, definitely. And finally, then um, Wolves currently eleventh. I was. I was kind of surprised that they dropped that low, but then again, they've, they've um, had a few patchy results. But notable results, they've drawn with Manchester City, they've drawn with Manchester United, and looked really good against both of them. Mm. Um, they drew with Arsenal. I won't say they looked good against us, because they didn't, um, but we were terrible as well. But then they lost to, They lost that game to Brighton, when I don't remember a team being so attacking <laughs> and losing <laughs> yeah they are just attack 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 and I've given them a B minus and I think that's me being harsh on them they have been a breath of fresh air for promoted teams yeah I just went with a straight B for them uh, because as you say for a promoted club to be 11th and haven't pulled off some of the results they have um, fair play I think that they've been a, a great addition to the league for the way they play Um I know a lot was made of the fact they had so many Portuguese internationals, more or less, who were playing in the championship, and they were a ready-made Premier League team. Um, they definitely won't go down. I know they've sort of hit the skids a bit in recent weeks, mm-hmm. but uh, they've still got more than enough about them to uh, to stay up. Yeah, being linked to a lot of players at the moment. They're, they're going back in for a re-gear, Liverpool, who they went for in the summer as well. Right. Um, so they're looking for more attacking players, which is good. Um, but yeah, I've been really impressed. We talk about uh, Morgan Gibbs-White, who, who's um, been looked at for international honours. Uh, I've been quite impressed with him. Um, Jimenez, their striker, okay, he's only scored three goals, but he's he, he, he looks like he, he brings other players into the game. He's a new Yeah, player. he seems like uh, a good link man for them, doesn't he? Yeah, you know, so if, they, you know, if, if they're going to bring Origi in to play him up front, perhaps... Um, I know he's been used out wide when he's been out on loan and stuff like that. But yeah, I think if they, if they can bring in, bring in someone, you know, a striker, um, I think they could do really good things. Patricio in goal, I, you know, I don't see him. You know, he's a great goalkeeper, really. He's probably still in... If you're looking at a top 10 of world goalkeepers, I think he'd still be in it. Um, yeah. It, I, think, I think 11th's probably where they are about now. Um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the pre-season talk about them finishing in the top seven when to get Europa League was probably optimistic um, at, for a time I thought it was actually going to happen but they've kind of levelled off a bit and uh, I'll, you know 10th, 11th, 12th that's where I expect them to finish which is more than reasonable platform to build on yeah. um, they've got all the tools there to, uh, to kick on in, in seasons to come um, I think they'll be around for a while yeah definitely um, yeah so that's it that's all the teams covered um, anything else notable from the Premier League so far this season from you, Dave? Uh, no, I think it's been a, a very enjoyable season so far. It's, mm-hmm. it's strange to have three unbeaten teams after twelve games. It makes it sound like it's a, you know, like a closed shop. But uh, 
there's only five points between first and fourth. Yeah, it, it, does, uh, it does seem very close. It uh, it has thinned out a bit. There's a very notable gap, sort of, between the bottom six and everyone else. I know we're we're 14th and we're three points behind West Ham, um, but we are, for example, eight points behind 10th place Leicester. So you can kind of see where the the gap is in the table. But uh, no, it's uh, it's it's shaping up very nicely. I'm uh, looking forward to seeing how it pans out over the the absolute feast we've got between now and, and January, really, when we break the FA Cup. Yeah. Um, you know, if we do some a similar thing in in January, I think it'd be very interesting to see how things have moved on. Yeah, so I think there could be a few significant changes as as we've discussed, like teams like West Ham, Everton, that lot. We're starting to hit their stride. Does the international break, you know, mess with that? Teams like Leicester, with you know, with what they've gone through, how does that affect them? You know, Southampton, where do they go? So yeah, you know, it could be very interesting. It's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun seeing it all unfold. I just hope we uh, keep our heads above water. So, from a selfish point of view, I can I can enjoy it, but uh, <laughs> we we will see. Excellent. So yeah, thank you very much for joining me, Dave. Bit of a long one, um, longer than planned, but I thought it'd be an interesting thing to do uh, with no Premier League football. Thank God it's back next week, so I, I know <laughs> I, don't, I don't have to watch Fabian Delph playing in the England's midfield. Um, <laughs> But yeah, again, thank you for joining me. Uh, shout thank out, you. Share out your socials, please, sir. Yeah, uh, so on Twitter, it's uh, at CM9798. Um, there's also a Facebook, which is uh, cm9798.co.uk. Um, other than that, that's me. Excellent. Uh, you can find the show at Man on the Post on Twitter. Uh, there is a Man on the Post Facebook group. Uh, might be worth keeping an eye on that Facebook group because there's something quite interesting potentially coming up next weekend. So if you're uh, in the house or around with access to a you know a Facebook stream or something on Saturday afternoon between the hours of three and five, um, it won't happen now after saying this. Uh, <laughs> also, check out all the other shows on the network. Uh, also, one definitely to check out is the quiz that was released. I think it was by the Europe uh, the midweek roundup guys uh, did a quiz uh, which I was part of this week. Um, I use the term quiz very lightly, um, but it was good fun to be a part of. So check that out. Uh, yeah, and you can find me at XIX Blue Wolf uh, on Twitter and on pretty much anything else if you really want to listen to a man moan, moan about things. Um, and that's it. Uh, thank you very much for joining me again, Dave. Uh, have a good thank week. You, and yeah, you too. Always keep your man on the post. Uh-huh.